How's it going, everybody? Welcome to this edition of Across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. We have come to our last, I believe, our last MCU review of the year. We are talking about Black Panther Wakanda Forever today with our fantastic friends, fabulous co-hosts, Faz and Will. Faz, Will. Welcome to this Black Panther edition of the Thor show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we got a Deadpool episode coming out this week. We got a Black Panther episode. Are we even a Thor podcast anymore? <laughs> we are the family tree. The roots grow deep. Oh, like World Tree, like World there, Tree, Will? World Tree. There, I think there's trees in Black Panther. I think at this point the the MCU is getting really uh, mythical and godlike anyway. So like you know there's mm, yeah there's there's a panther god. It's it's all good. Uh, it she cameoed a... in Love and Thunder, so yeah. there's our connection. Bast is, an... Bast is a god. Um, astral but... plane. There's an astral plane. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you've uh, you've heard the the dulcet tones of Will Rose and, and Faz is here as well. We're gonna talk about Wakanda Forever. Uh, the like I said, the latest Marvel Studios film. Uh, it was fantastic. We are ready to break it down, and then later on in the episode, we got a few surprises for you for this Thanksgiving week edition of the show. We are going to be talking about a, a comic because when we do our review episodes, we like to correlate a uh, MCU property that just came out to a Thor-related comic. So uh, the trouble with this one is. Thor and Black Panther actually haven't been in each other's books that much. So we went the Namor route. And mm. on the way to finding a Namor and Thor story, which there are, are plenty in older comics, we uh, we unearthed a recent, fairly recent, within the last like 10 years, I guess, crossover event from Marvel, Avengers versus X-Men. Uh. And there, there are a few uh, issues in this, in this uh, crossover event where Namor goes ham on Wakanda, uh, very reminiscent to what he does in the Wakanda forever film. And Thor is there because the Avengers are there. So um, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit, but you know what guys, we've all seen Wakanda forever. We all enjoyed it to, to varying degrees. So let's jump in. I want to hear Baz. Let's, let's start with you, man. Like what was your, first impression like of wakanda forever going going into this film before we fully go in there this okay. is your spoiler warning for everybody listening right we're gonna we're, we're going to be talking me. about this poor stuff. etiquette i know uh, you've all seen it because it's been like a week or two now but just in case yeah, you haven't we're gonna spoil the hell out of this drive to your theater spend <laughs> right now. the two hours 40 minutes there right download now. the episode so you can listen to it on the car ride home yeah. Or bring your data, you know, whatever. You Americans have unlimited data. So considerate. <laughs> you, Americans, you Americans. You Americans <laughs> have unlimited data. Like you, know how unlimited... Like, you know how expensive data is way yeah. up in the Great White. Anyway, that's oh my like okay. that, like all of this He traveled to, say, to the theater by dog sled. <laughs> all of this is to say, spoiler warning, it yep. was fantastic. Spoilers the aplenty. movie was amazing. I'm obviously a Thor diehard. So of Phase 4, Thor 4 is my favorite movie in it but i think this one was the best movie in it hmm okay best, best movie, in terms uh, best, best in terms in of phase what? four phase four yeah i think of, of phase four i think it was objectively the best okay. movie we've had based on what i know we're going to dig into a lot of things the, but based on the, what the cinematography the story the way that phase four was kind of all about grief 
and Black Panther Wakanda Forever just really got in there and went further with that grief motif than everything since WandaVision, I think. Yeah. The CGI was incredible. The world building was insane. The actors really acted their asses off. We're going to talk about that. Boy, howdy. Everybody acted their freaking butts off. It's crazy that uh, first first time around Black the original Black Panther um it got some some academy award buzz. It was I believe it was one of the first Marvel movies to actually get like and not just like for sound editing or design or something like that. Best picture. It got a best picture uh nomination or was it just buzz? Nomination, nomination yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that is nuts. Uh, and this time around, we're hearing a lot of similar things uh, from the Academy, like uh, possibly Angela Bassett getting a nomination for her acting in the film. Um, maybe another Best Picture nomination. That would be incredible. But Will, what were your first impressions of Wakanda Forever? I know you saw it opening night. You both saw it opening night, right? Yeah, I thought I was going to be out of town on that Friday, so I, I went ahead and bought my tickets for that Thursday night, like the Thursday night relief release, and, and we were there uh, first up. I, but it was a Thursday I, night relief. You know, you don't have to get anything spoiled. That's right. I, the next day, I could be on the internet. The next day, I have no, no. How pathetic are we? I, know. Like, I can't I go on the internet night. for a whole I day. I want to be able to scroll <laughs> on my phone, so I have to see this movie first thing. No, like, I, I will say phase four... You know, I, I thought uh, all the phases of Marvel that led up to Endgame, they just stuck the landing so hard. And I think phase four has been a little clunky for me. Um, and, and some of them have been great. Some of them have been okay. Some of it, I've, I guess I just, the buildup and the Easter eggs and the connected tissue that was there leading to um, um, Endgame uh, was just so, so epic. And then phase four, it was just hard for me to figure out what they're doing how it found its feet. They had some good moments. I, I would say Shang-Chi was probably my favorite uh, phase. Great for, choice. Okay. Uh, movie. Um, I, I just loved what that movie did and the beats and uh, the new characters, but then the connective tissue of it all. But then um, this one, I knew that this one, they, they were just thrown, you know, uh, the first Black Panther was so good and it meant yeah. so much to so many people. And Chadwick was was is just embodied that character leading the end game. And so when he died surprisingly, uh, we all grieved um, you know, his losing him. Yeah. Then also, how do you do a Black Panther 2 without him? And and I think with all that the cards that they were dealt and still leaning into we're gonna do Black Panther 2 and to lean into grief, they they couldn't have done it better in, yeah. in my book. I, I went into with my expectations. Uh, and check to say like you know what it would be cool if you tied into like dr doom and fantastic four and phase five and easter eggs but then as i'm there i'm like let this let this movie be what it is let it be itself let it grieve the loss of this uh actor but also you know um the character within the movie and then and then you have namor you have connective tissues you have a a bigger marvel universe you're building upon riri and all that um, and there's some the minor plot points so I could say, yeah, yeah, I could probably edit it here or there, or, or maybe I, I mean, could. It was a long holes. film. It was a long yeah. film. Poke, poke at it a little bit. It felt long bit. too. But all in all, it, it was a fan, I think, a fantastic movie, and it did what it was supposed to do. And I'm glad that they didn't rush through the grief too often. Right, right. Humans, 
want to get to like past the grief. We just want to ignore it, sweep it under the rug. We don't deal with our grief. We don't deal with our pain. We don't deal with death. We don't face it um, head on, but we, we yeah. rushed through it and they didn't rush through it. They, they sat with it. Um, they didn't recast. They didn't ignore what happened with Chadwick and, and they let the movie, they um, tell its own story. And, and yeah, and I thought they did it masterfully. That is, I'm glad that both of you hit on this topic that um, I feel like is being a little, uh, at least from what I look at on the internet and from, you know, uh, things that I've seen in the wider kind of coverage of this current phase of the MCU is um, the theme, the connective tissue, the theme, like Will was saying, the connective tissue of grief and the fact that this phase is a response to a cataclysmic event that affected everybody, everybody in the Marvel universe. And how often, you know, cause the three of us are also comic book fans. We've read our fair share of comics. You know, there, there is this often uh, this moment of like when a big crossover happens in, in Marvel or DC or any, any comic book universe, what happens like the next month after the crossover is done, we go back to the status quo. Yeah. You, you might get one, one book if it's a Thor 750 issue where there's grieving happening, but right. a very special case occasion. Yeah. Or, or you have in these major event crossovers or an event, like we're going to talk about here in a little bit, yeah. like there's a major death in the comic book world and, or, or a major character, you kill them off, but you know, it's comic. So they're going to come back. They're going to be resurrected one year, two years, five years, you know, everybody's going to come back. Yeah. Um, but, but with this particular death, um, this particular person is not coming back. Right. Um, you know, you can recast T'Challa, you could do that stuff, but but this particular person playing that is this isn't the comic book world fantasy world where oh they'll just come back uh, from where they're not going to be snapped yeah. back. Yeah, they turn to dust, but they're just going to be brought back. Yeah, um, that that's not going to happen with this particular individual human that lives in the real world. Yeah, so how do we deal with that? And and so them dealing with it um, on while still telling a good story and having action and, and having it be Marvel. Um, right. Yeah. It yeah, didn't it feel like a two hour and 40 minute funeral. No. Um, and, and I think that, so one of my first impressions of this was I, I watched the opening trailer and that was it. I did not go into this uh, movie with, and I like, I enjoy black Panther, but like black Panther is not a character. I know it ton about I, I would say i probably know more than the average bear about black panther but i don't know you know i'm not i'm i'm not one of those black panther fans that came out of the woodwork and you know uh you know when the movie came out um i know he's an important character i love chadwick boseman's portrayal i love the world of wakanda i feel like this movie really highlighted the world around the black panther and the fact that like the Dora Milaje, the 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 royal uh, the royal throne, you know how Queen Ramonda has this heavy weight. Like when she walks into that UN uh, meeting, she's not this like, oh, I'm just glad to be here. Like you know, she's like, no, we're a world power. Yeah, and it's so interesting uh, to see that, and that that whole scene in the UN was incredible um a big flex from the wakandans um and i i love that we got to see more of the world building we got to see shuri take a huge leap forward in the in the um focus point of of these stories uh angela bassett as queen ramonda was fantastic like 
I, I, if you've been around, you know, watching movies for any amount of time, you should know the name Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should know that she uh, she brings it in every performance. This was no shortage um, there. I mean, Lupita Nyong'o has a has a great great return uh at return is nakia and uh one of my personal favorites i'm surprised i didn't draft him in our avengers fantasy draft but winston duke as oh my god yeah (laughs) holy shit like he is so funny (laughs) he had Uh, like five lines and they were all and he had great character moments too yeah he wasn't just the funny big jabari guy Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, the, the characters really stood out to me. The world building really stood out to me. Um, and uh, let's go back around the table and, and kind of bat around. You know, Vaz has got his tennis gear on right now. Let's let's do a volley of this of this other uh, this other question of what was your favorite moment of the movie? If you can boil your favorite, like uh, you're sitting in the theater, you're eating your popcorn and, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like that gets me fired up or like, oh, that made me tear up. What was your favorite moment of Wakanda forever? Will, you want to you want to shoot first with this one? You are muted, Will. That's embarrassing. Battle. Of- <laughs> hey. Professional hey, I was, podcaster, Will Rose. I was, I was, yeah, I muted because I was coughing. I didn't want to cough in the microphone. So there you well, go. How considerate of you. Our <laughs> listeners really do thank, appreciate that. Thank, thank. So next time I won't and let my listeners hear. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like as I'm thinking about like the moments, like it, it just started off, like usually have this Marvel like page turn fanfare, like pulling you into like all the movies you've seen and the characters in this Marvel universe. But the, the, the immediate page turn with all the pictures of like Chadwick as Black Panther in the Marvel movies and and yeah. in silence no music no, no feet, music no fit yeah like there was a moment of silence and, and it, so that just drew me into like oh yeah let's let's just acknowledge this right right up front and so I think the weight of the movie I there his ghost haunted this movie I think rightfully so as as it going through but it, it the weight didn't let up, but I do like, man, I'm growing up at the beach. You guys know I'm going to, I'm going to pull this in, but oh being, boy. A, being a water fan, being a surfer, you know, watching them swim and do their thing. I, you know, um, catapult orcas. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> All the telecon. Yeah, would, uh, like yeah. I would love to be catapulted by an orca. And like, I love the orcas like this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would all that wonder underwater stuff which is amazing to me and then water bombs i used yeah they use their guess. own weapons from their own land and environment uh i i thought that was r- really really nice but i i those were the fun parts but then i i guess the part that really stood out for me is she finally goes to the astral plane and you're like who who's going to show oh, up yeah. who's oh. going to show up is it are they going to have like some some footage of chadwick that yeah. they, they they use like how they did with princess leia like and, the deep fake stuff the deep fake are they gonna like you know did he film something before he died just for this particular movie all those things are going through my head but then then you have killmonger sitting there with his heart to heart like make you face the mirror because suri was like yeah i don't i don't buy into these rituals i'm but pain is happening like 
look, I'm a minister. Like, yeah, I, I find your religious rituals bullshit right now because I'm going through deep pain and, yeah. and like, no, just go through the motions and go to this funeral. Like, no, no, let, let her have her pain. Get, let her go through this stage of grief. And then she faces the guy who really names what she's really feeling. Or, and she has a choice to make, whether she's going to go down the road of Killmonger or yeah. T'Challa, like which, which wolf are you going to feed uh, in, in your life? You know, that, yeah. that for me was very meaningful. And I don't know why I didn't think that that would be an option but i our whole theater just gasped blew my mind too yeah i was just like why didn't i see this coming of course perfect Uh, obviously that's who she's gonna meet and and talk to because he's around and he's alive and this is a part of you know you kill killmonger but yet here he shows up that for me was like oh Mm -hmm. i that it it carried a lot just to piggyback off that real quick it makes sense. Like, you know, I know in the moment we're like, Oh, he, she's going to meet T'Challa or she's going to meet Ramonda or, you know, it's a, no, it makes complete sense that Killmonger is the one that's going to be there because Killmonger is what Shuri was headed down the path to become. She said she was going to burn down the world because of mm-hmm. her grief. Mm-hmm. And that's what Killmonger was going to do. If T'Challa hadn't stopped him in the first movie, you know, it's, it's funny how like grief is such a powerful storytelling element because we all we've all experienced grief to some degree, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's you know losing a relative or losing a loved one or just like losing a dream, losing hope, losing love. Like we've all lost something, so we can all relate to it on some level. And Shuri was such a relatable character in this mm-hmm. because. I think a lot of us, you know, we would want to like do that thing we were talking about earlier. Like we want to like speed through the grief, speed through the consequences of losing people. And sure. He's like a whole year. And she's like, I don't want to hear about the black Panther. Like the black Panther's dead. Um, I don't want to like, I know I'm not going to do this, you know, the way, you know, Ramonda wanted her to do this. She was going to handle grief in her own way. Um, but I loved, you know, I loved Letitia Wright's, you know, portrayal of Shuri in grief. Uh, and I'm going to get a little, yeah, sorry, I'm going to get a little religious, but didn't she like drink the potion and then use water? Like it, the, the sacramental nature of like, yeah, I'm going to drink yeah. from this cup to like die and then be reborn a new person. Like it's all there, right. like that synchro- sacramental image, whether you're religious or not, this kind of like the stages of life and death in the seasons, whether leaves die off a tree and sprout again in the spring. Yeah. There's that nature of like that sacramental death rebirth a part of just life and nature and the human yeah, no, it, it's, story I mean, is all there and how they told that story was just like ah so powerful and i don't think you know i don't think you know ryan coogler would uh would deny it like you know the the world of wakanda is a very spiritual world mm-hmm. it's both this you know I, I we as we read in the comics we're about to talk about in a few minutes um black panther refers to wakanda as a world that that walks the edge of super science and magic mm-hmm. <laughs> you know wakanda is you know both spiritual and very scientific it's a very uh juxt- it's it. a very weird paradox mm-hmm. um but faz do you have a favorite moment from this epic film so will stole my moment obviously oh, because it's the, it's the best moment. literally, well, literally got chills as he was describing it for you listeners me so, too <laughs> me too so so i will pick a different moment yeah. uh for me the best part of the movie is the end the mm-hmm. mid-credit scene specifically yeah it's good starting with shuri finally being able to burn her robes 
and ending with the twist of all twists. Ryan, why don't you tell the listeners what the twist of all twists was? So, like, really spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, because uh, we haven't You're we right. haven't really told you any much of anything yet, uh, besides the Killmonger thing. Um, we find out that T'Challa and Nakia had a son, and his name is T'Challa. And Shuri, I love I love Letitia Wright's expressions in this scene. It's it's almost like she, the actress, was shocked. Uh, it, it, like she she has this like compassionate surprise in her face. Like she has like she just let go of the grief of losing her brother. Finally, you know, and mm-hmm. and and I, I assume by association, letting go of her losing her mom because we lose Queen Ramonda in this in this movie. Um, which I feel got kind of like underplayed maybe. Um, but, um, but then she feels like she has a piece of T'Challa back because there's this living representation of her brother, um, her, her brother's son. And, uh, I love that Nakia says like, this is your auntie. And like, it's just a, it's just a cool scene. It's a cool moment. And, um, I think like, I'll put it this way. I want to see more Shuri in the in the the black panther movies but if that was the last we saw of letitia wright as shuri i feel like that is a fitting close to her story um again i want to see more of her but like that felt very poetic and appropriate and like a like a closed book speaking of the poetry to uh yeah king t'chaka said when uh t'challa became king a father who hasn't prepared his children for his passing has failed. Mm. And Nakia says right at the end, Bubba prepared you, didn't he? Mm. And he says, mm. yep, yep. I, I knew what had to happen. I knew it was happening. So that's just Gosh. Ryan Coogler writing like a motherfucking genius. <laughs> yes, oh, right, man. right. And and then you have like, you know, the juxtaposition. I love this kind of parallel. So not only with that scene, you also have like, the technologically advanced uh, super kingdom of Wakanda, who has all the riches and all the techno and all that they need uh, to have like this almost utopian city. Yeah. Where, and where is this kid being raised? Haiti. Haiti. Yeah. Poorest nation, uh, you know, uh, in the world or the third world that like that has, and yet the smiles on his face. He doesn't have to have all the riches, all the resources, all that there is. He's in a simple house with his mom, with a bonfire on the beach, with yeah. a smile on his face. Like, yeah, I, I have peace here. So the, the, the compare and contrast of Wakanda with Haiti and the, the superpower with the third world country to me was just like, wow. And then, all right. So his name, isn't his name like a, it's, it's not T'Challa Jr., but it's like, um, it's almost like a French name. Uh, what was well, he, he has a Haitian name. He has a Haitian name. And then and he says, Haiti but do? my real name is T'Challa. Yeah, so he has a Haitian name. But what is at the beginning at the UN, you have France, who is pushing, um, you know, Wakanda toward, toward this thing. Now, Haiti has a history of breaking away from France mm. and, and oppression and colonization from France. So this, like, there at the beginning with the UN and 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 France and Wakanda and, and one of this to like Haiti, who's was un, was colonized by France. Um, that that together was like holy interest. What a, I didn't what even a good yeah. My uh, my, my world history class knowledge did not come did not come up in that moment. 
yeah. on the topic yeah. of representation like that too, I think they really nailed Haiti and they also really nailed the central Mexican and South American mm-hmm. heritage with mm-hmm. the tallow can people. Yep. I think that the amount of people that I've seen saying things like, you know, I, I thought I'd had characters that that were for me, but with my heritage, seeing Namor up on uh, camera just meant everything. Like that change yeah. that Marvel made to go from undescript Atlantean person to yeah, Talokan yeah. and being what Talokan is was just an incredible yeah. choice. Yeah. A great, a great way of not just like, not just wholesale changing stuff, but Kugler writing it in all the things that changed and being like, you know, almost, you know, I, I don't know. I don't pretend to, you know, know what writers think when they're preparing a movie that's going to probably get <laughs> critiqued pretty extraneously. Um, but I can just see Kugler being like, okay, I explained everything I needed to explain try to complain just try mm-hmm. try yeah. um and try try to complain and it not be about the one thing we don't want to say yeah um yeah. but uh so that actually brings me to the last thing i want to talk about with wakanda forever because then we're going to talk about avengers versus x-men and this character uh who we're about to talk about uh from the movie having a big role in both this film and the crossover we're going to talk about namor this is uh, namor is I feel like with no small amount of hyperbole, he is one of the most underrated Marvel characters that has also been around the longest. Mm-hmm. If you are, so if you're uh, checking out this episode and maybe you're not a comic book fan, first of all, welcome uh, to across the Bifrost. Sorry, <laughs> we don't have more MCU stuff for you, uh, but we, we also want to just let you know that Namor has been around since like the beginning he is one of the first superheroic characters he's one of he's considered the first anti-hero in comics he is both a mutant but also connected to the fantastic four he crosses so many different streams of comic book history namor is an incredibly important character but also an underrated character because namor doesn't change a lot (laughs) you know he he he's usually this you know very very dour very serious very like almost like punk rock like i i take care of my own and i don't care about the rest of the service world um he's different than aquaman in that way (laughs) where namor will freaking murder bunch of people he just doesn't <laughs> care um and uh, namor is uh like i said an important character he's been around for a long time but uh maybe just a quick hitter guys what did you think of uh tenach adaptation of namor and um walking away from this film with this brand new character who you know he could he could relate to the fantastic four he could come back in another Black Panther movie. Like we know, we're not done with him. So, what uh, what was your impression of him, and uh, and what are you looking forward to seeing out of him next? All right. So, I think that he took the Feather Serpent King, a character that, while very badass in the comics, could not have translated well to the screen if done differently, and absolutely nailed it. He got the the seriousness, the hatred of the surface world, the fierce protection. Yeah. And the reasons he has for why he feels the way he does are excellent. Like adding the backstory of his family being attacked by the uh, the Spanish settlers and them yeah. sneaking away with their version of the heart-shaped herb, the whole family kind of having to rebuild as fish people and him being born into that as a god 
was very cool. And yeah. he had the stoic kind of, he is the kind of God that the angry people want Thor to be. Mm, the yeah. very serious, not joking, I will check my people and I'll murder anybody who gets in my way kind of God. Right. But it right. works for this character in this story. He is just smoldering yeah. intensity. <laughs> right. He, but but also like I feel like to, to equal that out when he's talking with Shuri, he has a lot of charm. Yeah. Like he's equally intense and also ch- very charming. He's a statesman. He can uh, he, right. he can play the political game and he's very knows, diplomatic. Like, very just diplomatic. because he can destroy a nation doesn't mean he's going to unless if he has to. Yeah. If people can be peaceful and go on their way, then he's happy with it. It's only when necessary will he murder a scientist from MIT. Murder a high school girl. Or no, yeah. no like she, she's girl. like she's like 19. Okay, okay. Fi- okay. She he, he's threatening to murder a 19-year-old girl and Faz look, is I, I don't know trying to look. I, I am a huge fan of Riri Williams. She was amazing in the movie. I can't wait to see Iron Heart. Okay. And uh, I, I, I need to get that out there. Otherwise, people are going to think I don't like her, like how Will doesn't no, like dogs. No, I mean, we, uh, we just can't have that. Yeah. Real quick. Way great. Great. Will, you can great. add to this too. But like, I thought Riri was perfect in yeah. this. I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest, I didn't love the suit. Um, But I liked her. I liked her a lot. I felt like it was, it was just enough of Riri to be like, oh, I like her. And it wasn't too much. We're like, hmm, she dominated a movie that wasn't really about mm-hmm. her. Um, but I, re- I really enjoyed her. And I think um, I, the actress's name is escaping me. But I'm excited to see her reprise that role and be like, I, I just want to know more about that character. Um, so, uh, sorry, Will, any thoughts on Riri and your thoughts yeah. on Namor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, there, there's my plot hole with the movie. Like, I just... You know, all right, she's a scientist. She's doing this stuff. We gotta, we gotta take her out. We gotta kill her. I'm like, no. Couldn't you just like have a conversation and be like, can you stop making this stuff? It's exploiting our country. And I feel like Riri would have been like, cool, yeah, I'll, 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 I won't contribute to the oppression of a of a country. It's a school project too. So like, like the the, the plans are out there already. Like, this, it's not like it's secret, right? It's not like she's an AIM scientist that's like bent on selling it to the highest bidder. Yeah, yeah. So that that was the weakest part. I'm just gonna kill the scientist and da 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 da. But I get it. You want to bring her in. So how she was brought in felt a little weak sauce for me. But like her character, uh, bringing her in the suit, all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I I thought she was great, and can't wait to see what she does. And again, is built to the Young Avengers. And having these characters, they're introducing the Marvel Universe to go have the next generation of superheroes be raised up. It's genius. I love it. I love that they're doing that and can't wait to see what they do with it. Namor, I I thought was great. Yeah, he had that intensity. You don't, you don't, you don't mess with him, that kind of thing. But also he had that little charm where I feel like he could turn to the camera and and do a do a smirk and be like, Yeah, he knows what he's up to. He knows yeah, what yeah. he's doing. And and you know, whether he's gonna hit on Sue Richards at some point, I don't know, but probably. Um it's and, gonna happen. And and I think like him, like the the fanboy in me, where he flat out names I'm a mutant. You're like, oh, he said it. I felt like that meme of pointing at the team. of Leo of Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, like, there, he did it. He did it. He said it. Imperious uh, Rex, you know, he said that too. 
Um, Every boyfriend turned to his girlfriend and was like, well, actually, like, I was watching on New Rockstars, and did you know that the mutants are, like, coming to the MCU? Yeah, and the girlfriend's yeah. just like, I can't believe I haven't broken up with you yet. No, 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 no. The, the girlfriend is saying, honey, of course, I'm wearing my Hi, My Name is Eric Voss t-shirt. I obviously don't <laughs> <laughs> right so the, so the mutant better. expect I, they couldn't have they couldn't have gone down that atlantis uh route like they dc did it you know aquaman did it. they can't do the king oh uh, yeah they atlantis. did you know oh, yeah, so yeah they so they dc uh, uh beat them to the punch there which is the only place they really did it but like they um i i don't see how i yeah they portrayed him in a way that's not exactly like the comics, but they did it in a way that was still in his own character and in a way that you could have him for the MCU and let the comics be the comics, let the movie be the movie. Um, one, one more thing before we jump to the comic too, Ryan. Yes. Like you said, Will, I loved the use of the water weapons and the fish because if you think about it in terms of what they did, like hundreds of people are, are uh, being pulled by a whale and thrown by the flipper to go and fight. Just sounds ridiculous. But when you're watching it, you aren't thinking, that is a very goofy thing. You're thinking, holy shit, that's badass. Yeah. And like the fact that they were able to ground yeah. fish being like flying around and, and bringing their people with them. And like one of them was carrying them in, in a big net and they all came flying out of the net and nobody went, oh my God, that's uh that's goofy. That's everybody went, wow, so what a cool good. way to travel, right? Like yeah. that's uh because, really... because within the world it's 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 it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I love I love that just two things that I just I want to like uh, kind of like close on um with uh with this is that I love that Talokan was not this like under uh, oh it's underwater but it's bright as daylight down here like it actually felt like we were deep in the ocean yeah it felt like we were like in a like um, you know a deep trench um, artificial sun and everything <clears throat> right it it felt it felt like we were watching like a, like a, like a James Cameron, like going down to the Titanic kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> and I really enjoyed that because it felt real. It felt authentic. Um, now, now I, I realize I'm saying that about a world that is completely fictional. Um, but I think one of the great things about fictional stories is like, if it can feel real, hmm. then in our, in our minds, in our hearts, you know, and for a lot of us in our souls, it is real. Um, it doesn't matter if it actually is a place that exists. Um, you know, it can still have real tangible meaning if it feels real, if it, you know, if we think it's real. And I feel like Kugler and the rest of the team that did Wakanda Forever did that. Because we know it's it's funny in a certain in a certain culture, in like in the, the black experience, like Wakanda is not a real place. But but to to that community, Wakanda is very real. Mm-hmm. like Wakanda forever does mean something and it's from a comic book. Yep. Like, uh, you know, it, it, that's, it's incredible. The power of storytelling when it, uh, when people's imaginations are captured. Um, I feel like black Panther is in the last 10 years. It's one of the movies that has become so synonymous with a certain culture and it is fictional. Black Panther does not exist. Wakanda is not a real place. But I defy you to try and convince anyone uh, that, whose imagination has not been captured uh, that that is true because it's it's such a powerful piece of storytelling. I also just wanted to quickly say about Namor, it is really funny. Uh, the 
they'll completely change things about a character and you'll see, you know, half the internet go outside their freaking minds about stuff, but then they'll do it to another character. And it's like, Oh, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. It's like, yeah. it's, it's just funny. It's funny to me, the characters that people decide to pick and choose like, Oh, you making Thor a girl is a huge deal. Um, but you doing this to this character, ah, eh, you know, movies are movies. It's like, okay yeah. whatever Rep- I, yeah representation that's pe- matters that's a pet peeve of mine and it's and it's um it's something that i'm just like oh so it's okay when this happens but it's not okay when this okay i just right want to make sure um but yeah. uh that's just my that's ryan's gripe corner love it uh, on the other side of this brief intermission we are going to be talking about avengers versus x-men issues seven and eight namor with the phoenix force we're going to explain with the Phoenix force goes to Wakanda and decides to wreck some shit. And then Captain America, Thor, Black Panther, the Avengers, they have to stop Namor before all of Wakanda is submerged and destroyed. We will be back with that after this brief break. Okay, friends, it's that time of the episode where I remind you about our Patreon. It is called the Thor Core, and if you join for just a few bucks a month, you can get early episodes, bonus episodes, and news about the show before anybody else, before anybody on Instagram, before anybody on these episodes on the main feed. You get to know ahead of time what's coming down the pike for the show. We've got a fantastic December planned for you, and our 2023 is really shaping up to be an epic lineup of shows we are so excited to have uh some great guests coming up there's a few secret guests that you're just you're gonna flip for so it's gonna be a great time and if you're part of the thor core you get to support the show you get all those episodes it's 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 a great group of folks over there on patreon so if you want to join check out the link in our episode description and join today but either way we hope you enjoy the rest of this fantastic review episode Okay, everybody, we are going to run through two fantastic issues of Avengers versus X-Men, which was a wide spanning crossover that came out quite a few years ago. But it was it was put together by a fantastic cast of writers, you know, uh, Jason Aaron, Matt Fraction, Brian Michael Bendis, like among among others just got together. I feel like Jonathan Hickman was a part of this. Mm-hmm. This is a crossover that was put together by comic book writing royalty. And we're going to read two issues today. Uh, issue seven is written by Matt Fraction, and it was drawn by Olivia Coypel. And then uh, issue eight was done by Brian Michael Bendis and I believe Adam Kubert. Um, so these two issues, let me bring you up to speed real quick, and then we'll get Faz's thoughts. We'll get Will's thoughts. And we have a special guest a little bit later on in the episode. Just a brief teaser there for you. Um this is a crossover that hinges on a select few X-Men gaining the distributed power of the Phoenix Force. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the Phoenix Force, uh, Google that uh, that Marvel Wiki article and enjoy uh, about four hours of reading. Um, because the <laughs> Phoenix is a complicated, like long, it's a very powerful force. That's what you need to know right now. And it's split up between five, uh, five X-Men characters, Cyclops, Emma Frost, Magic, Colossus, and our guy namor for the purposes of this conversation who's now, a mutant 
who's a mutant <laughs> if you didn't know the mutants are coming to the mcu uh and, um in this in this uh crossover the phoenix five who are these x-men who are powered by the phoenix they are trying to remake the world and the avengers are not not really fans of how they're doing it there's a lot more complicated story details going into that so we encourage you that you go read the whole crossover but yes will no i was just gonna say that the beginning of this setup like you have x-men versus the avengers of course we want to see them fight of course we want to see who would win in a battle but the the looming thing is that like in the first couple of issues the phoenix is on its way to earth right and so so the avengers are like we have to stop this and the x-men are like no we got it this is part of us we leave it alone it's our we, thing we'll handle this is our thing and cap's like nah we got it so then there's this kind of build up of the phoenix coming to earth and how are they going to respond and that's the conflict between x-men and avengers and yes. then then when it gets here it's like splits usually it goes into one person usually gene gray or someone that looks like gene gray like hope but no they're like no we're going to split it up into like five yeah. x-men and then there you go. You're off to it. It's 12 rounds. It's it's X-Men versus Avengers, not issue one, issue two, round, round one, one, round two, Fight. round three. <laughs> Fight. Exactly. It. So there's 12 rounds, you know, ding, ding, who's going to win? So we get to issue seven. And again, a lot has happened. Go read issue it. seven, issue seven, round seven. We okay. get to round seven. seven, round seven. And uh, Cyclops is leading the Phoenix five and he's trying to play the long game here. He's not trying to just destroy the Avengers. He's trying to basically have public opinion change uh, in, in their favor against the Avengers. And Namor does not like this plan doesn't like it at all namor is like this is not a game what we're not this is a war and we're not fighting it like it's a war and uh emma frost kind of gets in namor's head as she is wont to do with many characters hey and namor namor likes those blondes he does you know what he does have a type <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does have a type um and he uh namor is convinced to go and basically wreak havoc on wakanda where he's going to send a giant tidal wave. He's going to single-handedly try to wipe Wakanda off the face of the earth because he's got history there. And also the, uh, the Avengers are keeping some X-Men there as prisoners uh, and Namor is going to go get them back and he's not going to do it the Scott Summers way. So he goes and he attacks Wakanda and then uh, issue eight is essentially one huge, big, long fight scene of the Avengers trying to save Wakanda from a Phoenix force empowered Namor. And uh, that's where I will, I will bring my, my friends and my co-hosts and Faz, what did you think of this? Um, I know uh, Will and I have ha maybe are more avid comic book readers, but I wanted to know what your thought of this crossover was. Was this the first time you had read Avengers versus X-Men? So I was familiar with this story because of a game I play Marvel oh. future fight. Awesome. Because they they go they went deep into the Phoenix Five story because they did the the uniforms for all of them. So like Cyclops Great. got a new uniform, Colossus did. So I, I knew what it was. And getting into this, it was just like you used the word earlier, Ryan, and it's the word that we used for War Thor. It was so metal. Metal. It's just like there's so much fire. There's so much. Uh, the costumes look great. Oh, so Namor good. looks maybe the best he ever has. The Cyclops Phoenix Five outfit it, is just epic. incredible with the epic. fire around. 
Emma Frost looks fantastic as always. <laughs> and uh, like it's, Calm it, down, it, just, it's <laughs> it, it was a very, very, very fun time. And it's really nice to see kind of rogue Namor hating the surface world going on a one man kamikaze mission and almost succeeding. Like even Thor was hitting him with Mjolnir and he was like, right. do, you, do you think I carry on the Phoenix? Yeah, there, there is there is a moment in here where all the Avengers are like ganging up on Namor and, and and one way or another, like Cap tries his best, Black Panther tries his best. And then there's one big, you know, double page kind of spread panel, of all the Avengers jumping in. And of course, our guy Thor, who we didn't forget about listeners, we still know, we still know uh, which side our bread is podcast. This is a Thor podcast. Um, Thor and Namor actually have a one-on-one kind of like brief fight where there's a panel of of Namor being distracted and Thor, it's a big long vertical panel, and Thor has Mjolnir over his head and he's jumping down, and uh, it is uh, heavily implied that Thor just. <laughs> lightning and thunders the shit out of him um and but because because he's imbued with the phoenix force namor can take on almost everybody that is in wakanda and they're trying to you know there's there's a a storyline kind of in the background that where they're trying to get hope summers to uh kunlun where she can be trained to fight against the phoenix force um and that that's where the the conclusion of the crossover goes so again if you read the whole thing you'll know where where it goes um but there's there's a lot of, of fighting and, and going back and forth until the rest of the phoenix five show up because the avengers subdue namor and then will what happens after namor is subdued and he is stopped yeah i let me just say that like the art like copel like an issue around round seven like it is just peak comic book creating. And the last page, again, I have to bring this up as a, someone who grew up at the beach and like surfing. Namor's literally riding a wave. Oh, so good. Who would kind of like, he's staying on top again, you know, Jesus sent it out, doesn't need a surfboard, just riding <laughs> on his feet, like riding in uh, on his own, walking on water. And, and they're like, oh man. But then the next round eight, the cap's like, damn you namor which i'm like oh man if you can get cap to cuss yeah. lang- i'm like language cap language language, <laughs> language what cap. are we doing um but yeah they they all foul they do all they can just to subdue or just knock them down and and spidey's like did we win you know <laughs> we went did we just win and cap's like what you, no we didn't win we just barely knocked them out and here it comes took the all of us four. to beat one of them one of them, and here comes the other four. And growing up an X Men fan, and and reading Uncanny X Men, Colossus was like my favorite character. And to see him like maxed out and 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 infused with the Phoenix Force and being a badass. There's even a moment where uh, Colossus and Thor are fighting and swapping blows, which man. That got me going. I was like, yeah. And I, I collected this series way back when, way back in 2012. But they um to revisit this, I forgot how good it is. And the the, the art, the yeah. writing with this all-star creative team. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and Jason Aaron, our, our yep. fan, fan favorite Jason Aaron is a part of this writing process too. There is a fantastic tie-in series with this. It's uh, Avengers versus X-Men versus, mm-hmm. which is like one-on-one fights between an avenger character and an x-men character if you want a black panther one black panther and storm actually fight in this crossover it's Mm. nuts um i believe i forget who thor fights maybe i think thor fights emma frost 
in this one, um, which is such a weird and that's a weird kind of I would have think like, oh, Colossus. Um, but um, yeah, there's a lot of different fights that are really good. Um, that's a great tie in. But basically, the way this ends is Hope Summers is the she's the one that, you know, and I'm sure there's a ton more X-Men fans that are more qualified to explain how Hope Summers works. But Hope Summers is basically the the way that they end up beating the Phoenix uh, force uh, that eventually gets all uh, kind of bottled up into Scott Summers and uh, Professor Xavier gets involved. The Scarlet Witch is a huge part of this crossover because mm-hmm. the Scarlet Witch, you know, well-known X-Men uh, mutants, but also uh, an, a very famous Avengers member. So she kind of, you know, lives in both worlds there. But the Scarlet Witch is the only character that the X-Men are actually afraid of. They're, they've got the Phoenix Force and Wanda is still the only person they're actually afraid of. Um, because which... there's a point where, where she literally says no more mutants and changed everything yep. uh, for, for the mutants way back. Bendis in the house that. of M house of M. So like she, she carries that weight. And there's a part in this thing where somebody says no more Avengers, which I thought was funny. Was, like, I believe like, Scott in, in says scene, that. Yeah. Scott no says, more Avengers. No yeah. more Avengers. So, so it was like, yeah, the, the stakes are high. The stakes are, are real high. I'm going to have to keep rereading this. Um, But to kind of close up our conversation on Avengers versus X-Men, we got to see an awesome Namor Thor fight, uh, of which there are plenty. Um, Wakanda is laid waste by Namor again, and uh, Black Panther is set to rebuild Wakanda, you know, Wakanda kind of feels like New York City where it's constantly being rebuilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's for the next fight. But um, Faz will like final thoughts on AVX uh, and then we'll we'll go to another brief intermission. Faz, you got you got final thoughts about AVX? Final thoughts. Given that we've been reading the Jason Aaron Avengers so much recently. Yes. It was entertaining to go back to Cap leading the team again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's been Black Panther leading for a while, and he's done a, a fantastic job in Aaron's team. But the classic old man Captain America energy was very nostalgic <laughs> right. to listen to him being just mm-hmm. like, everybody's trying to quip around him. And he's like, can you guys just F off and and focus on the mission, please? Like <laughs> yeah, Tony's like, trying to joke around, Spidey's trying guys. to joke around. Even Black Panther's funny in this. And yes. Cap's like, guys, like there are five phoenixes we can't even handle one <laughs> right can we focus up please this right. exasperated old man energy was very funny so i i enjoyed having that back there is you just reminded me of this faz there is one moment where black panther does what every person i mean what i would want to do black panther bitch slaps tony stark mm. fantastic he's like <laughs> tony's like tony's like well, if I have to build a suicide suit and, you know, go into the Phoenix, you know, Phoenix five and miss, I'm like, I'm going to, I'll do it. I'll do it. And Black Panther's like, <laughs> just because you screwed up, it doesn't mean you get to die and not be a part of the solution. And he yeah, slaps yeah. the crap out of you him. You can keep your 13% of a solution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. T'Challa just gets a big open hand slap on his face. Will, and, did and you then- have any final thoughts for AVX? Well, yeah, I mean, these two issues are great. The art's fantastic. The writing's great. You know, the this series came off of like, 
in the wake of like civil war, you know, yeah, in the comics. Yeah. And so, you know, what would it, what would it be like if the heroes fought the heroes who would win? We all as, as fanboys and fangirls like think about who would win in yeah. a fight. And so, but, and so somebody that I could see like the Marvel bullpen, these creators going, what if like the X-Men and the Avengers put them together, who would win in a fight um, kind of thing. Let's really push them to see what would happen in the action. And that's exactly what they did. And um, they didn't do it like for six issues, uh, for a trade they did it like 12 rounds this long yeah. with fill-ins it's a big crossover that a whole a year time. of comics a whole year of comics that that did this and um and and i i kind of forgot about this until you you lifted it up and man we might get it we might get it you know oh, they bring in the x-men to the mcu you got namor claiming a mutant you got miss marvel saying that she's a mutant in the in the in the mcu so at some point we might get avengers versus X-Men. in 2032 oh. we're getting this crossover it's gonna we be based are. on this the fans are gonna complain that uh the phoenix is purple instead of red or whatever the changes end up being. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it's gonna be the phoenix four instead of phoenix five yeah like what are you doing hey i'm I'm okay with whatever adaptation they do as long as galactus isn't a freaking cloud <laughs> right. I'm, I'm fine with i'm fine with you've just spoken things. it into existence i know oh my gosh happen. Uh, but everybody, that has been our discussion with Faz and Will. We do have an extra little bonus part of the episode on the other side of this break. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye to our friends Faz and Will. They'll be back in a few weeks where we have a fantastic December planned for you. It's just gonna be the three of us talking comics, talking end of the year awards, and then we have a very special Christmas episode we're gonna do. Um, all of those are plugs for episodes that are weeks, weeks from now. But we just want you to know the three of us are gonna be back. The Phoenix, the Phoenix three. Now it's probably best. <laughs> that, it's probably best right. that we're just no, we'll just be the Warriors three. Just be the yeah, Warriors three is better. Yeah, so, yeah. everybody, have a great rest of the episode on the other side of this break. Okay, everybody. Uh, so, Will and Faz are gonna join us next week. We we've got some other great stuff planned for December, but right now I've got an extra special guest joining us to talk a little bit more about Wakanda Forever and to uh, share their opinion on uh, the AVX comics that we just went over. Uh, welcoming to the show, uh, Namor Cosplay. Namor, how is it going this morning? Uh, when you're you're on across the Bifrost for the first time, it's so so excited yeah. to have you. I'm excited to be here. This is really fun. So. We, uh, I came across your your cosplay a long time ago. Uh, I, I feel like uh, your your handle is Namor, uh, but yes. you've done so many different cosplays, and I wanted to just let the listeners know what got you started in doing cosplay and uh, how many different cosplays do you currently have? I know you have quite an arsenal. Yeah. Um, well, I like to consider my cosplay in two phases i kind of started cosplaying in 2016 um i did like the punisher at like comic-con that was my first cosplay but i kind of only did like that i did like um maybe like something like once a year just for la comic-con yeah Um, like because 2016 is out here for college um over the summer so um that didn't really count i didn't really cosplay again until 2017 i did 2017 was the mummy um that i did like a gender bend from Aminette from the movie with uh 2017 movie oh nice and yeah that was really fun 
but then I kind of stopped cosplaying after that. Uh, I just kind of got busy with other things in my life. And, um, you know, I kind of always wanted to do something more, but I never really did because uh, it was just like a lot of time. And I was just you know, getting my footing out in the industry in L.A. Um, so but the pandemic hit. Um, oh, boy, did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, thankfully, I was I was working the whole time. So I was blessed there. But, yeah, you know, at that, there was a point where the first couple months I was like, catching up on the shows of it i'm like you know because everyone's like oh we should watch this so like everything that's on my list i've been watching like i actually at one point dropped i think like 200 dollars on comic books uh, from amazon because like there's, wow. all these, there's like, all these books that were like in my amazon cart i'm making like money and i'm not spending it so i was like, like yeah this is i was like i've been dying to read this so i was like i have all the time in the world to read this now um so i dropped like 200 dollars on like comics and uh and it got to a point i was like what am i you know I feel like I just, what am I supposed to do with myself now? I've read everything. I've watched everything. And I got, it's like Namor's my favorite. And um, for a very long time, and I've always wanted to cosplay him, but I've always had body image issues. And so yeah. I kind of timed it out with, um, I started doing physique competitions during the okay. well. So I timed my first Namor shoot with my physique show. So they're, they're like within the, like the same two days. So like, at least I was like at a certain level of my body. Um, yeah. How it first got started, and I was like, I need to do the black armor from uh, it's not the Lantis attacks, but I've done two versions of the black armor, one's just been upgraded, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like the regular black armor that he wore, um, but I kind of made my own little twist to it. Um, so that's where it kind of got started, and it was yeah. the pandemic was great because um, it was a creative outlet that wasn't my job, um, yeah, yeah, but it was nice to creatively think and use my brain um to like do something instead of just reading or watching something um so it really you know made it really exciting and i haven't really stopped since so i i've, I've got a few questions there because there's a few things you mentioned there that, yeah. that i i really want to pick at um with that that 200 uh amazon cart was that full of mostly namor stuff or did you have other things in there uh i mostly have all my namor stuff already um, but it was like other things like actually it was a lot of the X-Men stuff um, because right. I, I wasn't really a big X-Men fan growing up um, uh, I now I am but a lot of it was a lot of X-Men or um, catching up on some Guardians of the Galaxy because I'm a big Nova fans but I never really oh. read the the Guardian side of things during the Annihilation Wave or after right. post but, yeah 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 so I think their big comeback of, around that time yeah, because yeah, one of my favorite eras that isn't Namor is Annihilation, Annihilation Conquest, War of King, Realm of Kings, uh, and oh. that whole cosmic arc is just, it was, it's beautiful. Like, the 2000s, man. There was some good stuff in there. Like, the irony, too, about, because Nova is one of my second favorite characters of all time. I've also cosplayed him. But I got into Nova accidentally because I went to the comic shop because Namor was having his 2007 solo series releasing at that time. Okay. Um, I was there for that to buy it. And I noticed the the Nova cover. I think it was Nova number three. It was just the ghost covers are just beautiful. And I was like, who is this? And I was thinking I was like, like eight or nine or something like that. And I was, you know, at that point you're just uh, like, that's sick. Who is that? So that's how I right. got to Nova when I was searching for Namor. So they kind of go hand in hand. So. Is that still what? So that that 2000 series for Nova was that still the Richard Ryder yeah. Nova? So that yeah. wasn't Sam Alexander yet. No, no, I don't okay. know Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, uh, so you, you buy that big fat stack of comics and you read like, I mean, you, you're, you're covering a lot of different bases there. You know, you got Cosmic Marvel, you've got, yeah. you know, Namor. Um, 
where did that love of Namor specifically come from? Because he is one of those characters where if you find someone who has a niche or they're like, I love Namor. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not as common as someone's like, uh, Oh, I love Spider-Man. It's like, well, yeah. at some level, doesn't everyone kind of like Spider-Man? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when you find someone that's like, I love Namor, it's like, okay, I've got to know where that came from because sure. he's not in the zeitgeist as much, you know, as you know, a lot oh. of other characters, but he's been around forever. Yeah. The modern age has kind of fumbled the ball with him because he used to be like, you know, top tier, like, um one of the most recognizable faces like you know especially like in the silver age um which is my favorite run he's everywhere uh, but, in the silver age yeah he's the best uh, <laughs> those are my favorite comics because the modern age just kind of fumbled the ball but um i got into him uh through the invaders actually um oh nice yeah my uh my my dad you know i used to um stay with my grandparents uh from my dad's side um after school sometimes uh and was an um, uh, elementary school and he had six brothers so there's a lot of comic books laying around wow um, yeah and there's a lot of captain america i read a lot of captain america growing up and then uh the invaders were there as well um which is um if people don't know it's captain america the human torch jim hammond uh not johnny storm and um namor obviously and, and bucky and toro and, and whatever yeah but um so i got through introduced it there because i thought like who is this guy like he was uh you know captain america is this like you know at that era he's like goody two-shoes like <laughs> very <him>. virtuous <laughs> yeah he's very virtuous and then you have namor who's just like i'm only here for for me uh, and like he's fighting for the good cause but he's still like a wild card and i got very interested in who he was and uh there we had a few submariner comics i read i think there's only like three of them so there wasn't many but I really enjoyed them. One of them was a Tales to Astonish, uh, number 74. Um, no, sorry, 74 and 76. And then there's one Submariner something. It was linked with the Hulk. Wow. Um, but uh, so that's where I got there. Then I kind of sourced it out myself. We tried to find some things here and there because, you know, at that age, there wasn't like digital. So we went to the right. comic shops. Yeah. So we found some stuff there. Um, and that's where it kind of spiraled. I just really thought he was a wild card and he is a king who does what he has to do for his people. And that made him like very fun to read because you never know, like he could be helping out the surface world one issue, the next issue he declares war. Right. <laughs> That's kind of his thing where it's, it's, yeah. it's like you read a lot of, uh, I believe, um, oh goodness, I'm going to, Bill Everett is the, the one yeah. that cr created Namor. He's essentially the creator that's most closely associated with Namor. Yeah, he um, created Namor and the Torch. And uh, he's he's often this character where it's like he's on the edge of a knife where it's yeah. like, I'm going to help you or I'm going to I'm going to friggin destroy you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like anything can set him off. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I think that's going to be when we get into like our talk about the movie, that's going to be really fun to dig into because a lot of those themes came out in Wakanda forever as well. Um, but yeah. so cosplay, you said it kind of spiraled from there. Your love of comics, your love, you know, turned into cosplay. Um, I will say Namor feels like a cosplay that's pretty bold to do because a lot of his yeah. costume is just you. Uh, so like yeah. you said, like you were getting into these physique competitions, like yeah. was, was Namor one of those, like, you know, oh, I, like it's a confidence thing to do Namor um yeah when you do the shoots you can't just put on a, a suit you your body no, yeah essentially that's also like why i'm kind of tired right now because um uh, i've been if people are following me or i've been doing like, shoots basically since july like straight 
Um, so I've been, a lot, it's a lot of work, um, which people don't realize is <laughs> going into it. Cause like, I've also like work out a lot and, um, or still work with my coach. I, uh, I don't do physique shows anymore. I did like three, but then like I got a uh, promotion in my job. So I got a, um, I just didn't have the time to yeah. do like insane cutting for these shows. Like, <laughs> right. It's a little unsustainable. <laughs> we were, we were trying to make it cause we were trying to get to July. Like, um, this past July, we we're trying to do my show, but then he's like, okay, so I need you to increase your cardio for one hour every night. I was like, I can't fucking do it. I'm tired. Like I can't, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have the energy. <laughs> like I, I can still do it, but like, it, it's been good that we figured out a new way to to, to train me and Scott, he's like he's like actually really like training because it feels like you're training for a superhero movie i was like yeah i guess so it's, i mean add, <laughs> add some acting and some scenes and you're pretty much already there yeah too bad i'm not a good actor so um <laughs> I, I can throw in motion but i can't act um, shoots but, are very yeah, convincing so though they, they 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 look like uh like uh mcu still yeah. <laughs> I, I try to because that's that's kind of my thing with my photos is um you know, I put a lot of work into these cosplays and my, my goal is always like also just to imitate the comics and imitate art. Uh, but I also put a lot of work into this and I want to make sure that my photos match the effort I put into it. So I've been yeah. able to find work with really great photographers out here. Um, you know, one of Eric Carroll's, I work with him a lot. Uh, he just, he did like Lady Dorma and Black Panther and he just did that Trinity shot with me um, as well. So he's just really talented. great. Sh- uh, honestly, well, it, we should have said this at the beginning. If you're not following at Namor Cosplay yeah. on on Instagram, are you on Twitter as well? Yeah, I'm on all everything. Everything Namor Cosplay. So, so yeah, you, I own that hand. You need to go. You need to go check that out. Uh, the Trinity shot is really cool. Um, I, I I I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, that that's him. All three of them, and I I, I yeah. really did. I really did enjoy that. Um, there's, there's two more photos coming like that. They're 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 working on. Hopefully, the next couple of days. It's like the next. Th- we, we we broke it up. We actually shot it first. Uh, we were trying to do all like seven in one shot. Oh wow! Um, it, it was a little busy, so we went and redid it again. And I, at that when we redid it, I also had that new MCU one. So we had eight. So we broke it up wow. into three, three, two. Um, photos. So you do have you have eight Namor yes. cosplays, and how many do you have? overall like that you have completed and you could go do a shoot right now with i I guess i have eight namors i have a nova icarus homelander uh almost the finished makari but and that's uh comic makari not movie um because it's a woman um but i think that's it uh it's still a lot so. Your, your your closet must look crazy then. i'm right i'm i have four large shoulder armor pieces i'm running out of space so <laughs> these shoulder armors take a lot of space that's oh like, my gosh oh, I, I always i always i always love when oh. nerds have to like explain why they don't have any more room for stuff yeah. it's like comic boxes you know cosplays you know action figures like all different sorts of stuff um, yeah do you collect any other like namor merch like marvel legends or things like that yeah i mean I, if people are in video you could see but i got like all my namor stuff in that corner over there oh my yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's like a little shrine <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't like that before it just started because of the movie because there's all this stuff you can buy now so right um yeah. i just have that on display with like some of my uh favorite covers and because i got some old ones and i like to put my favorite covers on display so um so that's pretty cool 
Yeah. We will at, at the end, I, I know you've done this on your Instagram, but I would love for at the end of our conversation, when we get uh, to talking about comics, like for you to recommend some comics for people to read um, because um, uh, you've been doing, you did that great series of reels on your Instagram, yeah. for that. Um, but I would love for listeners to catch that as well. But there's another, another thing that you got to do through, you know, through cosplay and kind of being one of the guys that's known in this cosplay yeah. space for doing this character you got to go to the Wakanda Forever premiere, and I was just wondering if you could tell people what that experience was like, and then we can actually dig into talking about some some movie. Yeah. Sure. You know, I uh, I went as a plus one. Uh, I I don't know how the, there's a list, so it's just it's a whole deal. Um, but when I like posted my story, I didn't get an invite. Like a whole bunch of people reached out to me, and um, one from Andy, he took me as a plus one. Oh, awesome. And uh, if people saw my latest Namor costume, the gold armor um, from the movie, I made that in two and a half weeks. It was very stressful. Uh, I've never done that. Wow. <laughs> I usually take my time and let things go, but I was like, I need to make this for the movie. Like, if I don't finish, we're the Phoenix Five. But, um, but I was like, you know, I have to finish this. So, right. Um, yeah, I just about died doing it because it was like I work full time, but then also at the same time I still have to go to the gym. I can't skip the gym. Like, <laughs> no, you cannot. With this character, you cannot skip yeah. the gym. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I can skip. I was like, shit, but like I have to go because I it's part of the costume. So <laughs> right. So I'm still trying to finish it, but I finished it at 11:53 at night the day before. So right under the wire. Um, Congratulations, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But it was really cool. So we got to go. Um, and we were in the fan pit, which was which was great. We had a bunch of name wars on our side, and the other side of the fan pit was mostly Panthers, cosplayers, and uh, it was just really a great experience. I think for me, um, you know, I really just was so excited for this movie. I was so excited for uh, Tenoch and like him being Namor. So, and it was just really cool meeting him in person and just like like that's Namor like right in front of me. Like, <laughs> um, he seems you know, like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, and like. You know, it was really cool. I got a video of him saying like Imperius Rex because the Namor fandom was requesting it. So I made sure <laughs> to get that for them. Right. I actually went viral because uh, I, when I was with Kevin Feige, I had, like got a video of him and I, I said, hey, like when's Namor getting a solo film? He's like, oh, we'll have to see about this. And then apparently my Twitter just blew up and like all these like fandom news. <laughs> That's awesome. And stuff. So it's like, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. you're you're throwing it out there in the ether so that everybody knows like you Listen. asked the guy for the you know for the for the movie you really uh, want to see i was doing god's work because i also i didn't i stopped recording because uh, i just stopped recording but i wish i didn't because i after that i told him i was like hey the namor fandom we want to see uh lady dorma in a namor film and he gave me like this look like i see you like um for those who don't know it's like namor uh and lady dorma they're like uh silver age um she she died at the end of it but uh, unfortunately but they're like they're soulmates so um, yeah loves each other's lives so we were very about that and i wanted to plant that seed in his head um so yeah uh, we also had like a good moment too because um i i, I told him like just like my history a little bit i said hey like you know like i'm a namor fan for a very long time very excited for this yada yada um and i was telling him about one thing to back and back to what you were saying about how like namor's a niche character um we have we call it um i call it dubbed it but we called it namor nation is like our tiny our small but mighty fandom as we call it <laughs> right right but uh we're like a, a little little corner of the internet but 
we kind of just blew up now, which is great. Hey, um, that yeah. it's it's always great when those those little niche, you know, yeah. kind of. Oh, hopefully it's not niche anymore, you know, because like yeah, the, the MCU has made a lot of you know smallish characters these yeah. big multi-million dollar properties like i remember when um before ant-man came out yeah. i remember some friends some friends of mine who like were comic book fans yeah um or like like oh this they've 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 jumped the shark they're not gonna this is not gonna work i'm like just yeah. watch it'll work it'll like work. paul rudd it'll work you know scott lang it'll work <laughs> like and it, and it worked with like being totally true to the character too like right um, we were joking about like the costume and we said it's not like some over-designed mcu wetsuit it's like no it's the green trunks and the gold bracers like it and the little wings and the ears like yeah they they nailed the look like right but try to like reinvent the wheel you can you know if you work hard enough at it and you you pay attention to to detail and you try to add enough creativity to the adaptation you can make most things work um you know the, the only thing the only thing i've asked for in all these episodes that i've done is like just don't make galactus a cloud again just don't oh. make don't make him a cloud again no, uh, no. that's the only one that i'm like didn't yeah. make sense but um but so so you got to see the film that night and and i wanted yeah. to know your thoughts on, on 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 the film um and and really we know kind of the reason you were going to this movie um yeah so uh, what was the film like what what were some of your favorite parts from from the movie is this a spoiler free talk or we have spoiled we have spoiled much already on this episode and okay great great warnings have been given um, so cut loose i will say before i go into the details the second viewing of the film was a lot better than the first uh mostly because i got to enjoy the final act i wasn't stressed out and i was anxious the whole time i was like great he's alive he made it it's great i was stressed out um <laughs> Did you think they were going to kill him off at the end? I was like, they can't kill him off because that kills Talakan in general because no one is going to take that throne. And then the fire pit came up um, at the end, like when it exploded. I was like, oh my God, that's it. He's done. You can't come back from that. And then, (laughs) all right, we're good. We're good. So much anxiety, right? And plus, I was like in the theater and I had like, I put a shirt with me, but I was still in the trunk. So I was like freezing too. So it was just like, um, it was a whole ordeal. Wow. Um, but I, I loved it. I was um, I was saying too, like I had a list of expectations for Namor. Like it was like a long list too, like what I wanted to see from him. And I left just like, they really checked off every box I really wanted to see. And um, I left being like, that's, that's the name I've always wanted to see. And I think they nailed him. I mean, it's very silver age in terms of like a protector of his people, no matter the cost. And he's very extreme about it. Like, I like the part when Sherry was like, you're going to go to war with the whole surface world. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, of course I am. He's like, I declare war on the entire like surface world. Like, It did feel very silver age how he was just yeah. like, you're going to do this. He's like, hell yes, I'm going to do this. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was, what was on that list of things that you were saying, you know, you had your expectations. Um, I would be curious to know what, what was on your list. Uh, top of the list was that he was an antagonist, but not a villain. Because uh, that's the one thing that irritates me is when he stays a villain. I was like, he's not. He just has a different viewpoint. A right. villain, someone like I don't know, like Caecilius or Ronan or something. They're 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 an agenda, and they're just doing villainy things for villain's sake. But he's trying <laughs> to protect his people. Right. Uh, and we'll talk about it later. But also, like, uh, he goes to war with Wakanda after like Shuri comes in. He shows him Talokan, and then. 
the queen like draws him away and then Nakia gets everyone out and kills two people in this process. That's he's probably feels pretty betrayed at that point. Like, right. Yeah. Like I invited him to my home and then you escape by tricking me to leave and then kill two of my people. Of course, he's gonna be pissed off. Yeah. Like, like that's he's just defending his people. He's extreme. But um, that affects the list is that also like the wings, the ears, the the suit in general, but, you know, protector of his people um no namora incest um you know what's that let's keep that out of our of our disney approved marvel movies Uh, they retconned it once in the agents of atlas but you know marvel they'll take one thing and like make it a movie thing even though right uh because they're cousins in the comics and agents of atlas are like oh well like my father was like adopted into the royal family and like you know technically we're not related anymore he's like okay <laughs> and are you are you reading that like no 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 like just what like your cousin <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i love that like the things that stood out to you you know going in were like the little aesthetic choices like the the, the things the things that are truly namor you know yeah the, if you're gonna do namor like the wings kind of come with it and, and, like, and oh what if you replace them with like fins i was like that's not the point though you can swim without fins i i i did i saw something uh it was like uh you know going in people have all these you know things they were like are they really gonna do little wings on his feet i'm like we have had multiple movies where there's a talking raccoon in them yeah and we're gonna nitpick about wings on someone's feet come on yeah. <laughs> that's we got past the talking raccoon like i think we can do this <laughs> right yeah. oh yeah and his, and, his, and his best friend talking tree um, tiny trees eating jelly beans and like that's that tiny one of your problem right it's it's really funny what people will nitpick on um did you have any other thoughts about wakanda forever as a whole you know like going going yeah. in and this, you know this being like hey maybe hopefully it's not but you know this is like namor's big coming out party yeah. to the wider world because um i'm sure there's other fans you know like in namor nation there you know there's yeah. other fans who like you love his stories but for the most part this is the first time the wider pop culture is seeing namor on this stage yeah. Um, so I just want to know if you had any other final thoughts and then we'll, we'll dig into some Namor comics. Yeah. Um, um, that was another requirement of mine. I was like, I want it to be a badass. Like, I feel like one problem with being a Namor fan over the years is just the jokes sometimes, um, with comparable to Aquaman, even though he came first and the name who should not be named is, um, I never liked Rick and Morty to begin with, but now I hate Rick and Morty with a passion <laughs> because it's something they did. Um, and I will not speak of it, but also they made him a total badass and he could like take anyone like, right. They, they didn't nerf him at all. Like, and also what's the point of the ankle wings? Like they made them a fucking threat. Like he was just like, I loved when he was attacking Wakanda and you see like those close-up shots of him, like turning or like doing a, like, right. Like, you see yeah. Like, and it's like, oh shit. Like they're, they're pretty damn cool. Like, yeah. No one made a single joke about them either, because sometimes people make jokes about the little ankle wings and the, the little trunks, and yeah, uh, people are thirsting over him and like the everything. So like, I think he got <laughs> properly, and I think people, because here's the, I don't know if it's my algorithm or what, but I feel like everyone's talking about Namor more than anything else in the movie, and I hope that helps him get uh, a solo. Yeah. So, yeah. I and you know I, I was curious about him getting a, a solo film as well because is is he one of those like I know with Hulk Hulk can't yeah. be like the headliner of a show but like it, does that apply to Namor um because the universal know, stuff one fear 
is about a Namor film. I was like, is he allowed to have one? Or like, what's going on with the rights? Um, I hope he does, because I don't know what that deal is, but it must have been a really shitty done deal if like they haven't done a single thing with him and they still hold the rights to him because they hmm. feel like they haven't done anything. They've never... They've held the rights and they didn't do a single thing with him. Hmm. Like, well, I I hope it's not that way. I hope it's not the, the Hulk treatment where, you know, yeah. Namor can't have a solo film because I would love to see, uh, I would love to see that side of the movie, the, the uh, telecon yeah. part yeah. of the movie come back and maybe do like a wider expression of that world. And we know like Namor's got his own supporting cast. It's maybe not as well known, but, but um big like i have like a whole idea of like what i want i mean please tell I, me tiger shark is involved yeah so here's my trilogy ready so okay first, let's you're hearing it here first <laughs> let's go all right kevin if you're listening um so my the first film has got to be um because obviously a tomb was a villain in the comics right that he started out as like a good guy or like aside from which actually kind of makes sense because in 2020s king and black uh by Kurt Busiek, he, Atuma was Namor's ally for a little bit. Right, um, great series. I think Atuma's going to be a villain, but I don't think he's going to be alone because they changed him a little bit where he's not a barbarian king. He's like a warrior with Namor. So yeah. you can eliminate that whole rivalry that way. But I said, if you team him up with Krang, who is like one of his biggest first villains, right? Krang is very patient. He's conniving. Um, he seems like he's your friend. He's like works for you, but he has his own agenda and he, his patience is dangerous because he knows the right moment to strike. So I think if Atuma and Krang team up in this next film, um, I think that'd be a great start because I think there might be some commotion with like him yielding. So maybe they sign, see it as a sign of weakness or something. So they try to exploit it. And I feel like Krang and Atuma would be great. And But they also have to introduce Lady Dorma. I think she's got to be like the the pepper pots or the you know the yeah. Jane Foster it's like the, yeah. the you know that's a girl I feel like she has to be the core center I don't support Namor Sue and I never will um so I never want to see that <laughs> but uh it's gotta be Lady Dorma then Lord Bastion's gotta be involved too because you gotta include the old man right um, right right the second one's gotta be Tiger Shark with Dr. Dorcas and like Orca and like maybe some experimentation or something with like maybe like uh you know American scientists, I don't know. Um, Trying to make like then, animal hybrids of people, very Spider-Man-esque yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And like trying to figure out, like get telecon genealogy or something. I don't know. Um, that one's not like more up in the air about whatever the story they want to do. But the third film is the big one. They got to do uh, Empress Lyra, who is, I think, his worst villain, like mm. the most evil under the sea. Like she is just unredeemable. She's horrible. And, you know, obviously she kills Lady Dorma on their wedding day. Um, so I feel like that's where Dorma's got to die. But, you know, Lyra is like, I mean, people don't know her, but she's the worst villain ever. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, you just sold three tickets for yeah. me. <laughs> um, I, I, I do find like, I have a soft spot for Tiger Shark because I think he's- I love Tiger Shark. He's, he's vicious enough to take serious, but he also, you know, he's not going to win. Like- no and they're like with us being a thor show um there's several times where like uh, some of my favorite villains some of my favorite thor villains that people don't really know are, are you know are ones that they're vicious enough to take seriously yeah. but thor's not gonna lose like my first appearance of you look the troll is behind me always yeah, yeah. you look is my guy you yeah. look never gonna win a fight with thor ever um but i'm excited every time we show 
So yeah, it's always back. And I love his camp look. I mean, I think, right. I hated how they made him like the half shark, half human. I like his, you know, purple and orange with the you know overly giant like excessive fin. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Like, I uh I did a cosplay with my one friend uh, as Tiger Shark. I got him to do the, do that. And when we were oh, wow. talking about it. Um, I said, you got to do the fin. You, I said, you can't skimp out. You got, you know, no, no, you got to be extra. Like, it's got to be like, just too much. Tiger so. Shark's all about being extra. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was like, it's got to be obsessively big. <laughs> Talking about, uh, you know, co- comic books, uh, there was one book, you and I went back and forth, like, hey, what would be a good Thor name yeah. or kind of thing to do? Um, and we had we landed on a, a, on a on a different idea that might be fun to do another time. Uh, yeah. But then... I, I had totally forgotten that there is a moment in the uh, big crossover from a, a little a little while back, um, yeah. you know, Avengers versus X-Men. There's a moment where Namor attacks Wakanda and the Avengers are tasked with stopping him before he lays waste to Wakanda. And we've already kind of given a synopsis earlier on in the episode, but you got really excited when I mentioned this comic and I wanted to know, like, you know, that the the phoenix story you know avengers x-men like what what is this story like what stands out to you what do you enjoy about it um because this is a very namor centric um part of the of the crossover well first it's the costume i mean i made the it was like one of my first namor cosplays i think it's just the sickest costume like so good all the phoenix costumes are beautiful um but one thing in particular too and it's actually ironic uh because of like wakanda forever is uh namor nation like when they the rumors are first circling about him being in the antagonist for black panther uh our, this is well before like tenoch was even rumored too uh this is just like general um we were kind of mad and we were upset we we're like this fucking sucks like he's gonna be a villain it's gonna be one note and uh, especially like after like everything with the current Avengers run, we're just like, this is going to be, he's going to die as this whole thing. So we were pissed because uh, we don't ever see him as a, a Black Panther villain. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, and a lot of people on the internet are very quick to just post uh, that one panel, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, when he's like flying over Wakanda and like flooding it. Right. Everyone right. posts. And they're just like, when we say, oh, Namor's not a Black Panther villain. And then they're like, oh, but what about this? And we're like, all right, back it up. Let's do some context. Like, no context. Yeah. There's no, a reason. Like the context, he was A, he was possessed by the Phoenix Force. Right. B, he was going after Wakanda, not personally or politically. And he was going after the Avengers took Hope Summers, the mutant messiah. And they're hiding her in Wakanda. So he's going for the mutant messiah. He's not going for Wakanda. That just happened to be wrong place wrong time it could have been fucking chicago you know <laughs> right 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 same but uh yeah so i that's what i always like but you know then we were laughing about it like a few weeks like last week we we're saying wow it was actually really great and that was the best name we've ever seen like people are <laughs> like really got us down so we were laughing like our old selves like two years ago like being pissed off and upset by this and we're just like this is amazing like we trust kugler kugler can do no wrong like <laughs> yeah, not a bad guy to trust Kugler's got a pretty no. pretty good track record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did a great job. So, and I I think it's a good storyline in general. I think it's interesting and the Phoenix Five and uh, I like how it also just you know you know I've also that was one of the things I read during the 
pandemic is I like the AVX because of Namor, but I had never really fully read the Extinction Era um, yeah. a little bit. So I read a lot of the Extinction Era and it was cool to reread AVX again once because I literally read everything from House of M to AVX. It's uh, a good run. Uncanny. Yeah, only the Uncanny X-Men because I don't have the time for all these other storylines. But um, <laughs> Really? Is X-Men like, hard to get into? <laughs> yeah. There's so X-Force, many books. X- <laughs> x x initiative or ways of x like whatever so much um but yeah but it was it was really cool rereading it again after reading the entire extinction era and like uh, honestly it's just like why do the avengers have to get involved well (laughs) it's you know they're in uh, the wrong the uh the the the, probably the the trite answer is because money uh but then the storyline i do love that um in this we we talked about this uh previously in the episode that i I love that uh tony intervenes and it actually it backfires on him so badly and then even in this in in these issues he says he's like well i'm gonna just make a suicide suit and you know if i have to take out the you know the the five you know by myself i will black panther bitch slaps him in the face and says nope you don't get to go out that way (laughs) it's like you have to you have to solve the problem um basically tony's like oh i'll just be a martyr and i'll you know it's like nope none of that um and uh i love no. demeanor in this because he's like no yeah. if namor's coming like we're gonna we're gonna do our best um they're gonna get hope you know out of out of dodge and yeah. then uh it takes literally all of them to just put Namor down. like it, i i mean i know it was the first one to go out and i was i wasn't very happy about that um but at the same time, I was like, okay, at least like he went out, like not like a pussy. Like he literally everyone came at him and literally lost. And it, it took Wanda to, to to stop him barely. And, and you know, like, like I mean, Wanda is Wanda is essentially the only thing that the Phoenix Five fear. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, she's the one, she and Hope are the ones that finally, you know, beat Scott. Um, yeah. you know, and it, it takes the they take on the full brunt of the Dark Phoenix. It, it, it this is like this is the kind of crossover that earns the name crossover. Like it's yeah. it's it's an epic, huge story, and uh, I, I I love Namor's part in it. I love Black Panther's part in it. Um, yeah. Thor gets a few shots in there, yeah. which I appreciate. Um, but um, I really enjoyed this comic. I'm glad I'm glad that you were excited to chat about it because. Um, I, I've this is one of my first big crossovers that I got into. Um, you know, my first my first and my favorite big crossover is always gonna be Civil War. And then yeah. this one like was a just a a fantastic action-packed but also meaningful uh thing because the Avengers view it one way, the X-Men view it another way, and it's really a clash of ideals. Yeah. And this in the Civil War is similar. It's a clash of ideals. They don't, you know, they they hate each other because they see things differently. Um, and you know, wow, what a what a what a fitting uh, uh, theme for our, even our world today. Um, yeah. But uh, I really enjoyed this. I'm glad that you know you were excited to to break it down with us. Um, is there anything else from maybe Wakanda Forever or AVX that we didn't talk about that you wanted to or cosplay that you didn't get to talk about and want to just add in here as we close down our chat? Uh, I think we covered a lot of cool we stuff. I think Boy, we, did we. Yeah. I mean, I'm just very happy where, where I'm at cosplay-wise. You know, um, it's, I'm not stopping anytime soon. Uh, with Namor specifically, I'm actually doing his Hellfire Gala look. for. Ooh. Yeah. 
Oh, from this year? This year, yeah. It's um, it's kind of bland. I was a little disappointed in it because, you know, Namor has got, you know, he's got the swagger, he's got the ego. Like you expect him to be at the his, you know, for the Hellfire Gala, like a level yeah. of like Doctor Doom or Emma Frost. Like those are, you know, him and Emma. Those, and everyone those two looks are Doom yeah. and, and Emma Frost are very extra <laughs> when they yeah, go to the Hellfire Gala. They want to be extra and right. He wears a it's just a half black, half scaled suit. I'm like, this is it. Like seriously, <laughs> it's like like I had it's another thing like, to add to the into the closet. But I, I wasn't going to do it originally because, but um, my friend Michelle's, um, she's hosting like this Hellfire Gala event at LA Comic-Con. Uh, so it's like everyone's coming and they're dressed up in the Hellfire Gala looks. Wow. Um, so she asked me if I wanted to do Namor's look and I said, well, it's easy. So why not? So why um, not? Just, just a sew suit jacket. Like that's easy. I could do that. And I sleep. So, so. So we've got we've got more cosplay is not slowing down anytime soon. Um, no. And I know um, you have some recommendations for people out there that um, they're tuning into this. Um, you know, we, we've talked about you know, the movie. We talked about this comic, but also maybe they want to go and read more about Namor. Is there a few just a few comics you would recommend to people who want to look into Namor more? And then we'll uh, we'll shut this one down. Of course, uh, I Definitely want people to read Namor. Uh, the more Namor read, the more chance he gets his own solo series. Namor Nation, baby. Yeah. Before you, I'll say though, I'm very proud of that because uh, Namor Nation is a phrase I came up with uh, a while ago. Oh, awesome. And we've been using it in our fandom and uh, to note, and a lot of Namor fans have picked it up as like their own thing. So like I see like people's Twitter handles like Namor Nation, like that's me. Yes. Awesome. That, that was me. I came up with that. So <laughs> to me will forever exist in the fandom going forward. So it's kind of cool. But yeah. anyway, I, if you want to read the best name or I would definitely go to the silver age. Um, I'm talking like tales to astonish 72, like, I think it's 100 or 110 or something. Yeah. It's 110. Uh, and, and then also submariner 1968, um, which is one through 72. And um, those are the best name or comics. I think it's just, there you get the best cast of characters besides me you get like a tuma tiger shark lyra lady dorma um the most of the is set underwater which is yeah. the best part um it loses its footing a little bit like you know at issue 60 like doesn't really know what it wants to be um because roy thomas left but um it was really just the best run i've ever read with namor hmm. and i read it all the time uh, and if you don't have time to read it, all 72 issues, um, <laughs> there's um, something called the Saga of the Submariner, which is 12 issues. And it basically highlights everything that happened from Tales to Astonish. Yeah. Um, uh, my That's second in the 70s? Uh, it's, it's 1969, so the 70s, yeah. So Okay, like, okay. That's what I thought. I thought it was a little later in the Bronze Age. Yeah, it, it ends in the Bronze Age. And next, the next issues after that is my next recommendation is... Uh, Prince Namor the Submariner. It's a uh, limited series. It's four issues. Uh, it's one of the best Namor stories I've ever read, like condensed. Um, and it's, it was in the 80s, which is like kind of crazy how well thought wow. how deep it was because um, it really a dived into Atlantean um, um, culture and uh, diplomacies, but it also Namor was um, a restless king because after like Lady Dorma's death and uh, you know, his father's death, both of the hands of Lyra, actually. Um, wow. You know, he was trying to figure out who he was and, uh, you know, and it was really just a heartbreaking story. And he really was trying to figure out 
what his identity was as a half human, half Atlantean. So um, it's a really beautiful read. Um, and then awesome. my last one I'll recommend is 2020, actually. It's uh, Kurt Busiek's King in Black. Um, Fantastic anyway. comic. So good. It was it was the best, the best I've ever read in the modern age. Um, like it's no slouch, I'll say that. <laughs> no, no, it's it's just it, it's all underwater. Um, you know, it's it's like early young young Namor, young Dorma, uh, and young Atuma. And Atuma's been around forever. Um, but they finally gave Atuma a backstory in this comic, which is right, like right. And in the modern age too, they developed it. Um atlantean sorcery and magic um it wasn't really around back you know in the 1968 run but it was kind of more in like the modern days of 2010s and they gave lady dorma a magic side which is pretty exciting too so they kind of up yeah. the game within just being his love um so she yeah. does get she's a lot more active in like the conflicts yeah. um yeah. which i'm i'm glad because like, like you're right she is a, she is a long-standing character yeah, you know, and she actually gets to be active and a part of. She's yeah. not. She's not that it's bad, but like she's not just a love interest anymore. Yeah. She can actually hold her own, and she's part of the 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 conflict and the resolution. It's it's. She saved the day, like yeah. Her and her and uh, Ambrose through her fish, they saved the day. So. I do love, I do love Ambrose, the 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 goldfish man, <laughs> the, the, the mutant <laughs> I. You know that those are all great recommendations. I I can honestly say I I need to go back and read some Silver Age uh, Submariner. Yeah. I, I always read him when he shows up in books because he shows up in a lot of different books in the yeah. Silver Age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people probably know about you know oh he fought the Avengers early on. Oh he yeah. fought you know fantastic the Fantastic Four on several times. But I mean he shows up in just random places. Oh yeah, um, and uh, so you need to go check out that. Um, king and black is one of my favorite crossovers it's yeah. so it's so good the main story is good and a lot of the little side stories are good too um yeah. including uh namor's story but man th- thank you so much for hanging out with us a little bit adding um adding some uh some telecon you know uh information yeah. to this uh to this uh chat or review um wh- just what what do you got going on uh coming up soon and how can people uh, reach out to you um of course. Um, well, you can find me at Namor Cosplay. Um, all accounts. I'm mostly active on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, I get LA Comic Con. Uh, I'm currently getting. Um, I'm doing. I usually make all my cosplays, but I'm work. I I'm having one commissioned. Uh, I'm doing X Men Red Namor next. Ooh, um, boy. Yeah, I that's really, a book that um, doesn't slow down. Yeah. I well, I love that suit and like I'm a really good sewer, but there's just so many curves and I'll, I'm, not, I'm not really good at curves. So I was like, I don't want to fuck this suit up and like waste expensive fabric. Uh, so I, I'm just gonna hire someone and save the time. <laughs> so I'm just I'll have X Men Red sometime before WonderCon. So um, that's my probably my next suit. So fantastic thank thanks again uh everybody listen and go check out at namor cosplay be sure to follow and like things and comment you know i i'm i'm positive that you know the 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 tides are not going to slow down anytime soon uh so so, uh you can also go check us out at mighty thor podcast where uh, we're going to be releasing a few thanksgiving episodes this week and if you're part of our thor core on patreon we've got 
bunch of bonus content coming up for Thanksgiving because we're so thankful for you. And we wanted to give you a few extra little tidbits to feast upon this week. We've got a lot of great episodes coming out in December. We've we've actually ju- we're going to drop an episode on our Patreon this week talking about our December schedule. And it is a bunch of awesome stuff that Will, Faz, and I have been putting together. We're really excited about it. And we have a lot of uh, Walt Simonson news for 2023 that's going to happen. We it, It's pretty official now. We're going to be doing Walt Simonson in 2023. Once we finish up Jason Aaron's Thor in a few weeks, we're going to start Walt Simonson's Thor, and it is going to be an epic 2023. So all of that i'm really excited about it um, and uh yeah we're, we're just so so uh thankful that you've decided to listen today as we head out today you're headed uh to some possibly some some friends givings some family thanksgivings whatever you're going to do this week we just ask you to do one thing it's the thing that we ask you to do every single episode and that is to stay worthy <laughs> to-